Before Jesus was crucified, Pilate let a prisoner go. The crowd chose Barabbas. Pastor Ray Bentley talks about our choice. The story of Barabbas in many ways, that's us. We were ready to be put to death and separated from God for all of eternity. Realizing that, brothers and sisters, that is the story of the gospel. That's what Jesus did for you and for me. Welcome to Maranatha Radio with Pastor Ray Bentley. Maranatha, bringing the message of Christ's soon return, the whole gospel to the whole world. The gospel message is tucked inside many of the stories throughout the New Testament and even the Old Testament. It's a message of love, forgiveness, and sacrifice. And today, Pastor Ray shows that message was evident on multiple levels during the time of the crucifixion. Here's Pastor Ray now to begin our study. If you have a Bible, let's get into the Word of God, shall we? The Gospel of Matthew, chapter 27. We're making our way now literally to the heart of the Gospel, to the cross of Jesus Christ. And there's a very special story as we're making our way along. The title of this message is You Must Decide. And we're going to read about a character whose name is Barabbas. And how he you know, found himself in the whole story of the gospel of Jesus Christ is fascinating. And what, what the significance uh, behind the events and what happened in that whole situation with Pilate trying to make a decision about Jesus. All right, we're going to show you some of our life lessons along the way here. Here's the, the number one is the name Barabbas means the son of the father. So Beginning in verse 15, Matthew chapter 27, verse 15, it says, Now at the feast, the governor was accustomed to releasing to the multitude one prisoner whom they wished. And at that time, they laid a notorious prisoner called Barabbas. And therefore, when they had gathered together, Pilate said to them, Who do you want me to release to you? Barabbas? or Jesus, who is called Christ. For he knew that they had handed him over because of envy. So here's the situation. At, during the nighttime, the religious leaders, they went out to the Garden of Gethsemane. Judas, we, we saw, betrayed Jesus. They grabbed hold of Jesus. And they have now taken him. They had kind of a a court scene justifying their illegal court during the night. And they basically, for blasphemy, that you claim that you're equal with God, now you are deserving of death. And so the Jewish people were not allowed to do capital punishment. So they need to bring him before Pilate. Pilate is the Roman governor of that area of Judea. Pilate, he's not Jewish. He doesn't know the religious laws and you know, all of these prophetic things, and he's looking for a way of escape. And Pilate realized, hey, you know, this is a prophet. I've heard he's miraculous, and he, he does things according to the Jewish religion, uh, he, but he's a controversial figure. But we Romans have a custom that every year 
Rome was dominating over the Jewish people, the city of Jerusalem, and they knew that the feast of Passover Jews from all over Judea and all over north, south, east, and west had to be in Jerusalem. And there was always the danger there would be a rebellion, a war would break out against the Romans. And so as a show of good faith, they said every year at Passover, we're gonna take some really bad criminal and Rome is gonna show how compassionate we are and we're going to release him. So that's the idea that Pilate has in mind to get out of, I don't wanna deal with a prophet or this guy named Jesus. So Pilate judging already there was something different about Jesus, even innocent about Jesus. Pilate was hoping that this custom that they apparently had of releasing a prisoner would help solve the problem. Hey, I'll, I'll just give to you Jesus and release him. Now in verse 16, we read that it was a notorious prisoner named Barabbas, all right? He was an insurrectionist. He has committed murder. And he was something like a revolutionary terrorist. This was the guy that's gonna grab swords, start killing Roman soldiers and try to get all of Israel to follow him and rebelling and going to war against Rome. Now here's what's interesting. His name, the name Barabbas means son of the father. Now if you know Hebrew, the, the word Abba means father in Hebrew. Abba, that's what Abbas means. And Bar in Hebrew means son. So Bar Abba is literally the son of the father. So look at this. Now Pilate in his own mind is thinking, hey, I, I can offer to them this guy that's a murder insurrectionist. He's going to bring rebellion. He's murdered people. He's a revolutionary. He's a bad guy or I can release to them Jesus, uh, the prophet. Uh, many of the people think that he's their Messiah. There, there's no coincidence in the Bible that the, the, the choice that Pilate is now drawn into the whole story of the gospel of Jesus Christ, things that have been prophesied literally from the book of Genesis, going back to Abraham himself, over 300 prophecies and now here is this Gentile Roman governor who's literally drawn into the story of Jesus. And he has this way. Oh, so we've got Barabbas, the son of the father, and Jesus, the Christ. And who did Jesus say he was? I am the son of my father in heaven. Jesus, I love this, was always talking about the father. As you read through the gospels, Jesus could not stop talking about his Abba. He said, I go where my Abba tells me to go. I say what my father tells me to say. I've been praying, guys, all night long up on the mountain, and the father has shown me where we should go today, what we should do, what we should say. The relationship, it's almost like Jesus could not stop talking about the father. And his whole purpose was, I want to introduce you to our Father who art in heaven. He taught us to pray, our Father who art in heaven. It's so beautiful. Jesus was obsessed with lifting up, honoring, glorifying, sanctifying, showing his love and adoration 
for his father. At the same time, when you do see and hear from the father, all he wants to talk about is his son. Have you seen my son? Have you heard my son? This is my son in whom I am well pleased. Isn't that beautiful and precious? A son who is so in love with and adoring and honoring the father. A father who adores and honors the son. Do you realize this is what God has brought into the basis? This is the kingdom of God. It's a family. It is one of love. It is one of unity. And now that we could be brought into this. But here you have Jesus, whose Hebrew name is Yeshua, the son of the father. And the other son of the father, Barabbas, a murderer, an innocent man and a murderer. Who will you choose, Barabbas or Jesus, who is called Christ or the Messiah? And then in verse 18, look at verse 18. We just read, for Pilate realized it was only for envy that Jesus had been delivered. That's an interesting thing to observe. Pilate, he's not a religious guy. He is a Gentile, but even he was able to see and perceive into this religious dispute. And I don't, I'm sure that Pilate did not have an in-depth understanding of the ancient Hebrew prophets and ways and so forth, but he was able to discern you guys that are after him. It's all about envy. And in many ways that was true. Jesus had won the hearts of the people. He had won the hearts of the multitude. And they were envious. And they were jealous. But that envy and that jealousy had so twisted them that they literally wanted to have Jesus put to death. Pastor Ray Bentley will have more of today's study in just a moment. Since Pastor Ray went to heaven, so many listeners have shared comments on what his teaching means to them. Pastor Ray was influential in teaching us to make the Bible our manual for life. Nothing else was needed and nothing else mattered. He taught us to keep our eyes on Jesus, love God, our neighbors, and the Bible. We can't wait to see him again. God is good all the time. It's so encouraging to hear how Pastor Ray's teachings have touched so many lives through the years, and your prayers are cherished by the Bentley family. If you have a message to share, you can email us, ray at raybentley.com, or post a comment on our homepage at raybentley.com. And now more of today's message from Pastor Ray Bentley. So let's go on with the story, beginning in verse 19. I want you to look at this. It says, and while he, Pilate, was sitting in the judgment seat, his wife sent to him saying, have nothing to do with that just man. For I have suffered many things today in a dream because of him. And I want to just highlight this life lesson. God speaks sometimes through dreams. This is all through the Bible. And especially when there are tumultuous times, we read in the Old Testament in the story of Joseph. Joseph was a man highly favored of God. Joseph with his coat of many colors 
And God communicated divinely and supernaturally to Joseph in dreams. And the prophet Joel talked about in the last days, I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh, upon the men and upon the women. He talks about even the old and the young, but what does that mean? That God is gonna pour out his spirit on all flesh. What are the signs that God is pouring out his spirit? And one of them is prophesying, but one of them is dreams that God gives dreams. So now in the story of Jesus of Nazareth, as he has now come to this situation before a Roman governor who thinks he's got a way out, we release a prisoner once a year. Surely they will pick Jesus of Nazareth. But no, they're going to go the other way with Barabbas. And now interesting, it says in verse 19, while Pilate was sitting on the judgment seat. So Pilate is like the judge a judge sitting behind their bench, getting ready to bang the gavel and make a verdict. And here is Pilate. He has not yet really given justice to Jesus. And the reality is, Pilate is going to totally blow it. He's going to do the opposite of justice. He had all the evidence he needed to do the right thing and set Jesus free. And there was a part of him that wanted to but as we know, in the end of the day, he did not. He saw the strength and the dignity of Jesus. And Pilate knew, even though he didn't know all about uh, the whole story of Jesus or maybe the beliefs of a Messiah, he knew the man standing before him is not a criminal. This Yeshua of Nazareth is not a criminal worthy of death. He's not some political revolutionary. He knew there was no just charge against him. He also knew inside and out, Jesus was an innocent man. He knew that Jesus was a man of peace. And in fact, Jesus was so at peace in front of the judge that he didn't even answer one of Pilate's questions because he had absolute confidence that he was righteous and holy as he stood before Pilate. And in addition to all of these things, so here's Pilate sitting on the judge's bench and ready to make a decision and give a verdict. And Pilate has the most remarkable, unique messenger. You know how sometimes you follow some of these shows on TV and there's a judge and one makes a case and another is trying to make a defense and then suddenly somebody comes through the door and they come running up. There's something new, new, new that will bear on this case. And the judge says, all right, wait a minute. Let's see, what is it? Who are you? Bring it forth. Pilate also had a open the door, last minute moment, opportunity, a remarkable messenger that went out of her way to go to her husband while she knew he was on the bench. It was his wife. And it was a dream that his wife had had. Now, the Bible does not tell us what the dream was. But whatever dream that it was had shaken her to the core of her being so that when she was done with it, she was tormented, if you might say, emotionally from this dream. She had awakened and was startled by the dream, afraid because of what she discovered in the dream and amazed. 
my husband is about to do something that is so wrong that I don't, I'm losing all decorum. You get this message to my husband. Have nothing to do with this holy, righteous, just man. Do not bring harm to him. Now, most dreams, you know, we all dream. I forget most of my dreams. I'm sure you all dream and you forget a lot of dreams. A few of us, you know, we, we remember occasionally a dream every now and again. But it seems like all of us in the course of a life may have one dream or maybe a couple of dreams that are so real and, and they're so powerful, you remember them for the rest of your life. Thinking about this lady had this dream that I'm sure she never forgot that dream the rest of her life, even after the trial, after her husband doesn't listen to her, after the story of the resurrection of Jesus. I wonder if the wife who had that dream might have eventually been convinced that the dream was a message to her to open her heart to the very man her husband had condemned, and maybe we would see Pilate's wife in heaven. I don't know. I would hope so. Now, as I think about this, you know, here's a man getting ready to make a, a decision with eternal consequences. His wife is speaking to him, and what she says is not just a dream. That dream came from the Spirit of God. It was something that he would regret, not only for the rest of his life, but maybe for eternity. I believe that God's Holy Spirit was speaking to her husband, Pilate, in that hour. He had a chance, he had an opportunity. God was reaching out to him. But as we will see, Pilate did not listen to his wife. He did not take the counsel of warning from his wife's dream. But let's go on to the next part of the story in verses 20 and 21. And I want to just, here's the life lesson. The voice of the crowd is not always the voice of God. So looking now in verses 20 and 21, after she comes in, she says, you know, what she says, this is have nothing to do with this just man, for I have suffered many things today in a dream because of him. But the chief priests and elders persuaded the multitude. So I think they were afraid, hey, this is the wife. She has influence on Pilate. They said, we need to do something. So the chief priests and the elders persuaded the multitudes that they should ask for Barabbas and destroy Jesus. Pilate has just said, I'm going to give you a choice. And in his mind, it should be pretty easy, pretty obvious. Jesus, uh, whom many of you believe is the Messiah, has done miracles, him or this murderer over here, Barabbas. So the chief priests are going, no, if we let the people weigh in on this, they're going to be for Jesus. Though they did not all understand or comprehend him or believe in him because of his miracles, there were many that were very sympathetic toward him. So they said, we need to drown them out. And they raised a noise and a crowd and a multitude that became like a screaming mob. And in verse 21, the governor answered and said to them, which of the two do you want me to release to you? And they said, Barabbas. The religious leaders knew the best way to influence Pilate was not through his own judgment of Jesus, not through his wife, and not even from the religious leaders themselves. They'd already weighed in and that hadn't convinced him. So what did they do now? The best way they believed to push Pilate 
to go a way that he did not intuitively want to go was through the multitude to raise up, if I might describe it, a mob. They started yelling, screaming, that they wanted him executed, Yeshua. It was peer pressure. And all of a sudden, the whole courtroom changes, and those who are leading the screaming and the yelling, and here's Pilate, what's he going to do now? He knows in so many different ways he's been convinced of the innocence of Jesus, confirmed by his wife. And yet look what happens. Pilate will do the wrong thing. He will do a terrible thing in obedience to a mob. So I just want to say this, that when there are times of pressure and there is a multitude that can turn into a yelling, screaming mob, the multitude is not always the voice of God. The mob did not answer Pilate's request. He said, well, you know, what evidence do you have? What evil has he done? He said, show me something. You've given to me this religious thing about his saying that he is the Messiah. But what evil has he done? They never answered him. They never gave him any evidence. They never gave him any proof. They just screamed and yelled, no, we want to release Barabbas, not Yeshua. They yelled, Barabbas, Barabbas, Barabbas. Now here is what is interesting. You know, where was Barabbas during this whole thing? We don't know. We are not told. And it's possible that in cell was Barabbas. And that Barabbas knew, they're going to kill me. They're going to crucify me. He doesn't know all the details of the courtroom scene. And there's Jesus and There is Pilate sitting in the bench ready to make a decision and then word comes from Pilate's wife, don't do anything to this holy, just, righteous man. And then Pilate's saying, well, what evil has he done? And they just start screaming, no, Barabbas, Barabbas, Barabbas. What if all of a sudden Barabbas hears? They're yelling my name. Maybe that means they're gonna drag me out of here and crucify me. That's where he was headed. And in fact, it may have been Barabbas' cross that was then changed from Barabbas to now being taken by Jesus. The story of Barabbas in many ways, that's us. We were ready to be put to death and separated from God for all of eternity. And I just wonder, we don't know what happened with Barabbas, what he did knowing that, realizing that, I wonder if he spent the rest of his life wanting to learn about Jesus of Nazareth who was put to death in my place. Brothers and sisters, that is the story of the gospel. That's what Jesus did for you and for me. Powerful insight today from Pastor Ray Bentley from our studies in Matthew chapter 27 here on Maranatha Radio. Glad you've joined us. Now, today's study is titled, You Must Decide. If you missed any part, you can hear a replay on iTunes or at RayBentley.com. That's RayBentley.com.
We hope you'll stop by our site today. When you're there, you can leave a few words in tribute to Pastor Ray's life and ministry. And under media, you'll notice three words, watch, radio, and Devo. Three ways to enjoy Pastor Ray's insights. Plus, click about and find out more about Pastor Ray and find out how you can come into a deeper relationship with the Lord. And at the bottom of the page, you can sign up to receive Pastor Ray's daily devotions via email free of charge. Plus, you'll find other spiritual growth books and resources from Pastor Ray, including his new book called The Final Witness, an eye-opening prophetic fiction novel. So many are enjoying the full five-book series called The Elijah Chronicles. You can, too. And RayBentley.com is always where you'll find the best deals on Pastor Ray's resources. You can also make a donation right there on the site. Your investments help bring the whole gospel to the whole world. Our mailing address is Maranatha Radio, 10752 Coastwood Road, San Diego, California, 92127. Next time, join Pastor Ray for more from our studies in the book of Matthew. More from God's Word next time on Maranatha Radio. Maranatha, bringing the message of Christ soon return. The whole gospel to the whole world. Maranatha Radio with Pastor Ray Bentley is an outreach of Maranatha Chapel, 10752 Coastwood Road, San Diego, California, 92127.